Welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Brooklyn and Shuby. We got a lot to get into today, fellas, but we have a special guest. Joining us today is none other than designer and owner of Loyalty Club, Blizzy. So, without further ado, gentlemen, whenever you're ready, Lyndon, take it away. of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beer <laughs> is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 115. Yes, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, baby. How you doing, man? Can't complain. Fresh lineup looking good. You know, yeah. fresh to death. Looking fire, fully connected now. You already know the game. It's different around these parts. I feel different, bro. <laughs> fully connecting beard, it feels different. Like big, big beard energy over here in these parts. How, you, you chilling over there in Tulsa? I saw you was out the other night with some people. Oh yeah, I went to the the state fair. Yeah, they got some weird ass shit. Uh, I mean, I ain't never been to a state fair. I've only been to like you know like small like town fairs and shit like that. But it, yeah, they got some weird ass shit. You, Tried, you see that shit? She was a. Uh, like oh, I'm, I'm basic. I'm basic, bro. I just got me some fried Oreos, bro. Oh, they was out there eating corn dogs that had like a pickle, and it had a hot. It was a hot dog in the center, a pickle on the outside, and then the corn dog breading on the on the outer outside. How did they do that? I have no idea, bro. But if you see Shorty Deep throwing it, shout out to Shay. I ain't never seen a girl put that much in her mouth. <laughs> God damn. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I did. Was that on your Snapchat? Because if so, I yes. saw it. Yeah, yes. that was funny. I was laughing my ass off. Uh, also joining us is our other co-host, Mr. Shuby Shubes. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, man. It's October. <laughs> I love the month of October. What, dude? What you laughing about over there? <laughs> I'm just laughing, man. I'm just laughing. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. I'm excited about October. We're, you know, more football. I just got back from Alabama last weekend. That was pretty fun. I haven't been to a game in a really long time. Um, and, you know, a Joker comes out this week, so definitely exciting. Oh, yeah, I'm going, bro. Like, somebody asked me today, Lyndon, are you going to watch Joker? Like, are you not scared of this? I was like, bro, number one, if they're shooting up churches and schools, I could get got anywhere. And I'm right. not living my you life in fear. Walmart, walking down the street. At this point, it, you ain't go, You got to live your life in fear if you're going to be worried about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to watch that movie as soon as I get off work. Well, I was thinking that, you know, I might go at a, at a specific time just to, like, because I don't think niggas going to be out there wilding at 10 o'clock at night. So, like, <laughs> niggas going to know. If, if anything pops off, niggas have already done the deed. You feel me? They're not doing that at 10 o'clock at night. But I shouldn't be saying that. That's not, well, that's mean, not even de- funny. It depends, though. I mean, like, you know. You mean like ten o'clock at night on the the night of the premiere? Yeah, or like, yeah. I don't I know. Bro. Ten o'clock at night on the premiere? That sounds like the hot. That sounds like the prime time to me, brother. Are you bugging the fuck out? I thought you meant like ten o'clock, like on like the Monday after the weekend. If you go in the week of ten o'clock is prime time. That's prime. T- okay, wait. Let That's me give you. Let me give you the times. Look, let me give you the times. Hold on. It's like four o'clock, which I'm definitely not going at four o'clock. Like, That's, that's four o'clock on Friday. That's four o'clock on Thursday. Right. Yeah, I'm about to say. Yeah, I know. See that one. That's the one that's probably not gonna be packed. See, okay, well, so you think that's the first Thursday. one? Yeah, because it's but that's it's Thursday first... though. They they be but you... everybody's gonna be trying to go to that night one. I'm telling you, bro, because everybody's trying to get off in time. 
Okay, no, so everyone's you think, trying to go to the first one. Everyone's trying to be the first one. So you think that the, if, if it's going to pop off, I want to know, okay, so if anything pop off, at what time do you think shit going to pop off? Now watch, I'm going to give you the times. Okay, so number one, four o'clock. Um, number two, six o'clock. I mean, six ten. Seven o'clock, seven fifty, eight thirty-five, nine twenty, nine fifty, ten twenty. I'm thinking eight thirty-five, nine twenty, and you said the last one was ten fifteen or ten fifty. Ten twenty. Oh, ten. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, but that's still prom time. If you'd have said ten fifty, like near closer to eleven, I'd have been like, oh yeah, you good, bro. But like, as a man who worked a year in the movie theaters, trust me, bro. Trust me on this. Those every show on Thursday is going to be crazy, bro. Every show is going to be worth me going in there and airing it out if I was a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> because it's the Thursday, bro. And bro, this I'm shit just... was nuts, bro. This shit is nuts to me because, like, there's just certain things, like, when you worked at the movie theater, you would think, oh, bro, but it's the first one, you know what I'm saying? And it's, we, got, we moved it up to matinee time, so nobody coming to this shit. And then you turn around, and the bitch was packed. And then the bitch was packed all day, and you go home smelling like hot-ass cheeks and popcorn. But also, so, let me concede this. I'm going to the 16. So I think that place will be safe because Lafayette, Lafayette oh, well, yeah, TV, yeah, yeah. not letting that shit pop off. Yeah, but once it happens at a place once, then you pretty much, it's not going to happen there again. Yeah, you, know? you good. You think you, you're getting a pat down? Oh, I, I, I'd accept a pat down. He could pat me down all he want. Like, I'm going to pat us all down, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Sure about say, I'm trying to watch my movie a, in peace. Skip like, a day. Don't skip nobody. Like, like, don't I, talk about his random. Look, I want you, you to could, pat down everybody. You could pat me down and do the little fucking scanner thing. That scan, like, make sure this is safe. <laughs> like, you, want take, you want me to take my shoes off? Wand out. Shit. Bro, I'll take my shoes off like this fucking TSA in this bitch. Like, whatever. Do you think you could get to that? Do you think that we could get to a point where we are going to have to go to things like movie theaters and use metal detectors? I mean, I'm, I'm going to just put it like this. Of all the school shootings, right, they ain't never had a school shooting in New York City. And that's because all our high schools got metal detectors. I'm not I'll, saying that it's ridiculous, but I'm not saying that it ain't efficient. I will say I'm this. let you decide. My thing is this. <laughs> like, if it keeps happening, something's going to change. And I, I don't think gun laws are the first thing to change. So I think movie theaters are going to do what they can to protect their patrons. And I think that could be a possibility. I'm not going to like, I would pray it doesn't get to that. But like I said, if I want to have peace of mind, then, like, I, w- I don't have a problem walking through a metal detector going to the movie. I don't have anything to hide. Like, only thing I got on me is my dip can. Like, that's it. Like, you can, you can fucking check through all that. So my thing is, if you don't have a problem with it and you want that peace of mind, I don't mind it. Now, do I do, am I thinking it's ever going to, like, be there? I would hope not. I pray not. I hope we don't get to that level. But to answer your question, Schubert, actually, I would be perfectly okay if they did it. But I, I just pray we don't get to that point. But if I'm okay with it, yeah, I'm okay with it for sure. I think it'd be nice if, not that if they had it like every day of the week, but if they, you know, if there was a uproar, I guess, about a certain movie coming out, and they hired like you know some security guard for like, security for the night or oh, something sure, like that I'm, for the weekend. That'd be I'm cool sure if they did bad. it like that because obviously you don't need that shit every fucking weekend, and you don't need you know it's just excessive for a movie theater to have that kind of security all the damn time. But like if they were you know worried about parents or people were worried about certain movies and shit like that, like, all right, look, motherfucker. We got extra security for this weekend. Y'all happy now? Shut yeah, the fuck that's up. my thing. You know what I'm saying? I can see them doing that. I heard that, like, in big cities, they're hiring undercover agents to, like, go sit 
I saw that on Facebook, but you know, what I mean, you know, you can't believe Facebook. But for you, like for Berlin, like I think the Grand 16 will have extra security. And I'm glad. Bring them. Like if you don't have nothing to right. hide, like yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm just trying to be comfortable in my movie and not have to guess what time is the hot time. Like you see what we doing on like, here? Yeah, like, I'm about to say, that is shit. nuts that we that had is... to just had, just had to say that. That is crazy. I didn't even think, think about that. I think we cleaned it up, though. I think we cleaned it up at the end, but that's some fucking sick shit. But Lyndon will be there right after work. Don't you worry. Thursday night. If you want to see me, you can see me at the Grand. I'm a pull up on me. <laughs> no, don't say that. We're not trying to get flagged. <laughs> I'm just going to be in that peace. Like I already said, the security guard can search me. I'm just trying to watch my movie in peace and eat my nachos with chili and cheese and peppers. Mm, <laughs> that sounds good as fuck, too. You already know. Bro. I'll be in my vibes. Like, I might even get a candy if I'm feeling like a fat boy. Like, huh. I'm trying to watch this movie, my G. But let's get into this week's topics. Oh, also, we got a guest later on in the show. Blizzy, the owner and designer for the Loyalty Club brand in New Orleans. Super excited we got him on the pod. It's a very dope conversation and should be very inspiring to anybody out there trying to accomplish or start their dreams. I always love talking to people like that, so be on the lookout for that later on in the show. Let's get started. I told Brooklyn we got to review some albums, and look, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with this conversation. Yeah, be honest, baby. I don't like the baby's album. Yeah, me neither, baby. I yeah, I knew, I knew that's what you was gonna say, bro. When you said you gotta be honest, I was like, "Good, ahead, put up, pull up on me." I didn't like that shit at all. No, man, and like it, it, I thought he was doing something where he was like showing us his direction with the intro, like, "Yo, it's gonna be fire." No, what he did I think was, it was the misled. Yeah, misled. it was the mislead. Yeah. It was like, yeah, Ooh, I'm the misdirection. Yeah, and then he <laughs> gave us like sixteen shugs. Like my thing is, bro, every song sounds the same, or the hooks sound the same, and the beats sound the same. Like, and he every- mentioned his dad dying in like five songs. That's so not- like that was that was the deepest he got, and he just kept repeating it. Like the intro was so fucking good. Like the baby is so talented. Like don't get this twisted. I still think the baby's one of the best new artists, but this project. Just was underwhelming. very underwhelming. Yes, like Bop. Okay, that's a good song. Whatever. I I can I can vibe to it. But like, it's really he, him just saying. Of course, I'm. I need to just put some Bop in it. Like that's nothing. Pop star with Gates. I thought that was a good run at it. I ain't I ain't like the gospel chance joint. I thought that shit was no. but Bro, we knew we was gonna like that, bro. So it's not like we went into that song thinking, "Ooh, this is gonna be fire." You knew we was gonna be like, "Oh, this trash already." I didn't even click play it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really about to cancel Chance, bro. He keep giving me this McDonald's rap shit. Like every time he make a song, how it end up on like a Wendy's commercial? Like, every time, bro. You making you making songs for fucking fast food restaurant commercials, bro? Cause I tell you right now. You gonna start losing these fans, big fella. That's my thing. Like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of out on chance. Like, so as of now, I like the Bob song, the pop star joint. I kind of like the one with Stutter for Vegas, and you can maybe convince me with the outro XXL. But other than that, bro, all this shit sound the same. Like the nigga just has the same. Fl- and I asked you before we even did this, will this nigga change his flow? No change in flow, same thing. And like. With a title like Kirk and, and with your father being the album cover, maybe I'm being too critical, but I expected more. Like, I wanted, like, introspection on his life. Like, I don't give a fuck about your cars and your... And we got all that. The baby. Right, like, yeah. I, I felt like you're... And the only reason why I'm being so critical is I felt like he was better than this. Like, I did not think he was a, a little just... Like, now that I know my expectations, maybe I should just expect Gunna and ba- Lil Baby type stuff. And that's no disrespect to Gunna and Lil Baby because they make great music, but I don't expect what I expected from the baby from them. Like well, I expected a with lot. The, uh, especially with the what you call it, like like you said, with the the name of the album, that's really what what had me thinking, you know, a certain thing. 
And then, you know, we get this, and I'm just like, bro, bro, you're not about to put your dad on the, on the cover and then have me sitting here thinking that. Because you know what I thought of when I first seen his dad on the cover? It reminded me of the, the cover of Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Like, so I was, I was just like, like some biggie shit. Like, it come on, just... bro. Like, yeah, like, you, you're not about to put the baby flick of you on the thing and not expect me to, to expect greatness, bro. That's what I'm yeah. expecting when I see the baby picture on there, bro. That's my thing. Like, Wayne did it. Biggie did it. Like, I expect great. And, like, you're right. And, like, I just, like I said, I just expected more from the baby. Not that this is a Brad project. Like, if you're a fan of the baby and you like what he does, you will probably be satisfied with this project. But if you expected him to take that next step in artistry and just progress as an artist, I don't think we saw any progression. I think this is the same complaint I had with Bryson Tiller releasing yeah. Set It Off. Like, Set It Off sounded like the B cuts of Trap Soul. It didn't sound like any progression. And I know he hasn't had many projects, but I just expected when you drop a song like the intro, you you lead my brain a certain way. And maybe that's a, like I, like we say with movies and like I've been saying with television shows and a lot of these other media, it's better to go in with no expectations because you might like it more. But I, he said expectations. That's on him. Yeah, he he set the bar. So uh, I ain't really fucking with the baby project. Let's get to Gates. I kind of like this Gates project. I'm not going to be honest. I think he got back into his Gates vibe. Like, yeah, this, it was definitely a Gates vibe. Like, this sounded like, by any means, too, to me. This sounded like, I like this more than Isla. Isla was, like, kind of, what's the word I want to use? Isla was kind of poppy. Like, I I, I fucked with this, like, kind of like Luca Brasi 3. Like, this was my shit. I like the Fatal Attraction joint. But I will say Gates is trying to sound like he's in this generation. Oh, yeah. You can tell by the the producers. Every producer that I'm hearing on the track, you already know that he's trying to sound like he's from this generation, bro. And I think he made too many gimmicky songs. Like, Say It Twice, uh, Let It Go. I'm trying to think of, like, he got, like, a lot of these poppy songs. But for every one of those, you get the Fatal Attraction, the intro. You get the Walls Talking. Like, the Walls Talking joint oh. was hard. You get that pre- By My Lonely crap, that was the pop shit. Yeah, that was some. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah no, that's what I'm saying. By My Lonely, Say It Twice. I think uh, it's either Let It Go or Face, face Down. Oh, yeah, something. Face Down and Push It. Both of them things back to back. I was like, oh, my. Let me that's skip these two and come back. Yeah, so I mean, I was I wasn't dissatisfied with Gates, but like, I think it was just a good showing from him. Glad to right. hear him out of jail. Like this was a good like this was a good project. Now nah, now you got the gr- wheels turning. Let's get to some greatness. Let's let's keep it going because Fail Attraction is a that's a great fucking song. Oh yeah, Fall I like that. And, that's definitely one of my favorite ones on there. That's what I'm saying, man. This shit shit was straight. What you thought about Gates other than what I didn't already said, B? Or, or that's about it. Uh, let me see. Cause there was, there was just a lot that I did not like, but, um, but not, not that I didn't like it. It was just like, when we were talking about like with Luca Brasa three, it's like, there's not a lot of progression we're seeing from Gates, but I don't oh, know no. if that's, he's, he's still trying to get into the groove of, you know, being, no, I can't give him no more leeway. He's been on the outside for a while now. It's just like, you know, like we need to see some more progression. And I feel like, I don't know if he feels like he has to be in a competition with Young Boy, but he does not because, like, yeah, he does not. We can wait for him to, 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 you know, get in his bag and give us a great product, bro. I'm not in no rush for him to make music, bro. He don't gotta, he don't gotta compete with this motherfucker. Young Boy dropping a mixtape for a fucking album like every three to four months. I don't know what the fuck he doing. I don't know what he on. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, make the music at your pace. I want to say this: we didn't have this on the list, but your girl, Young Ma. Her shit was sounding kind of nice. Yeah. It yeah, sounded kind of nice. Like, and she she took her time. She stepped back from the music. She was like, I need to take my time to make this. And I want to give Young M.A. a shout. That shit was kind of hard. You should check that out, B. Shout out to the, uh, where's she from? The BX? Where was she yeah. from? No, she from the BK. 
the BS. Shout out to shout out to Young and May, man. And also, I want to shout out Mark Ibasi. He put out an album PMD. I might be late on it, but man, that might be the best R&B album I'm hearing this year. I, I previewed a little some of it on my IG when I was trying to be light skinned. I know you oh, saw it. I, I know you saw it. it. <laughs> I'm dead. This man is crazy. <laughs> I just got to just be on there like singing, trying to get my singing on. You know, I know they see it on the I IG. know, and I seen the caption said, I wish I could sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, bro. That's hilarious. I'll be on my, I try to be on my comedy shit on IG. But, uh, yeah, that's all we got really with music. Uh, we do have another music topic, but I want to get through the sad shit real quick because me and Schubert were talking about this off air, and we even even like even though Schubert and I share difference of opinions on certain things, like we both came together on this one. It was like, bro, this shit's kind of fucked up. We're talking about the Botham Jean uh, case. Yep. We're talking about the ruling because at first she got found guilty of murder. Right. <laughs> the sentencing happened today. And she only got 10 years. That's just... I, I tweeted this, and it's the truth. Shit like this is the reason why I chose not to be a lawyer. Because it's heartbreaking. Like, you could try to fight the good fight and do everything you can, and the law still doesn't work in your favor. And, like, it doesn't work... The law is so shady because it's like, how can she get 10 years for a murder, but then we have drug dealers getting 20 and 40 years for selling weed like that's that's just fucking outlandish and that's fucking ridiculous and i and i just uh, it just it's upsetting to me to see that like she literally walked in this dude's house and shot him like what defense is there like i don't okay. give a fuck if she thought it was her house like she's wrong okay so first off when is the when is the last time you've ever heard someone who's got a charge of a second degree murder only have 10 years i mean maybe it's happened out there and people can go pull out the receipts but i mean like Ten years is a very absurd number for a murder case. Yes, that's my like, thing. Hey, look, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, bro. When y'all see, when I seen her saying, when they said that she got sentenced, I mean, when they said that she got charged with first degree murder, right? I mean, second degree murder, and then they said she's facing a minimum of five. five. I was like, oh. to ninety nine years. I I called my mother and I said I put everything on. She didn't want to make the bet though. I said I put everything on it. This lady gets less than fifteen years, and she did not want to make my bet, bro. I'm not shocked. Bro, when I saw, see, when I saw the five, I was like, ooh, niggas gonna ride if they get five, and just so happens they get ten, and I was like, ooh, I see what y'all did, like, that's fucked up, they had the, and then the black lady judge, and look, I don't care when, it, look, I, she said she was a Christian, but I don't give a fuck about none of this, if that's my people that done died, I'm not like the, and look, good for the brother to move on in his life and, and, and accept that, but me, being the type of guy I am, I'm not hugging her, if I see the judge hug her, I'm feeling some type of way, like, all the shit with this case was just weird, bro. It was just, yeah. me and Super were talking about that. Like, everything was just, why was the guards patting her hair? Like, well, all that shit and, was just weird. And this was, ne and the one thing about this case, it was never really anything that's too divisive in our world. Because, like, I don't think left or right, anyone was really like, oh, yeah, this chick should get off. Like, I'm right. sure, I'm, like they, everyone that, that I know that's, like, you know, hardcore on the right was like, oh, yeah, like, minimum, like, 25 50 years and and so my thing is when when people on both sides of the aisle both think oh this lady minimum is getting 25 30 40 years when she gets 10 like 10 is just that's ridiculous bro 10 is 10 is outrageous white ladies will always get the least amount of sentencing come on bro that's if that girl could, if that lady could kill her baby and walk scot-free wait did what, what happened to casey anthony I, I thought she went to jail for forever 
No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that one. There was a recent, there was a girl who yeah, he, buried her baby about... in, the, in the fucking backyard, bro. Oh, yeah, that happened like two months ago or last month. Her sentencing was, I mean, and she was found innocent. Oh, shit. Buried I remember the corpse I saw in the it. backyard. Found yeah, it. yeah. The, the only thing she got charged for was, um, you know, um, the improper. Oh, yeah. Improper Casey Anthony burials. got found not guilty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, Casey Anthony didn't go to jail. No. No, 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 but yeah, but I was talking about like something of this year, but yeah, yeah Casey he was Anthony talking about, talking yeah, about Casey Anthony talking about having another baby and shit, trying to make tabloids. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, she was, bro, like, wildin', this lady's gonna be, at, like, I saw somebody tweet this and this shit not funny, but like, it, it, it just, it made me upset seeing this, but he, it's true, like, by the time, uh, whatever this, this chick's name is gets out of jail, she gonna be, she, she gonna be right in time for the new, uh, new phase of the MCU. If she get out, if she get out early for good behavior, she may still catch some of the second phase. You playing? <laughs> that shit is not fucking funny. Niggas yeah. but, but going back to what London said though, that the, just the scene of that whole thing, it's like, oh man, I want to see the dramatization or the documentary or whatever about this because this seems like a, the a most sketchy situation. Like, yeah, I feel no like no one dirt, saw this yeah. coming. Like. Just the fact that everyone I feel like was like, oh yeah, this chick's definitely going to jail. Like, she should have, man. And that's my thing. Like, that's one thing. Like I say, like when both sides can come to our, and this is not about politics. This is not about nothing. This is about a man getting walked in on his house and getting shot. Everybody on both sides out can see that that's wrong. Conservatives don't like that shit because if you go in their house, they're trying to shoot you. And Dems don't like that shit for, for obvious reasons. So both sides out think this shit is wrong. Like, this is unconstitutional. Like, this shit, you, you, she should not be able to walk in someone's house, shoot someone, and think, oh, because it's my house, I'm uh-huh. okay to shoot him. Like, that's oh, right. I, you gotta keep that thing just on. Just because you, I baby. thought it was my house. You gotta keep that thing mm-hmm. on. You see, if that'd be my house, I'd have popped ass. And you'd have you went, went to jail for popping up. <laughs> Not in the bird shop, baby. Look, I tell you, look, I tell you, look, get up out of my apartment because the next one finna be a buckshot, bitch. Like, hold up now. I'm on the conservative side with this one. Look, they tripping. You got to get yourself a gun, young brother. You tripping, man. Yeah, you get the right well, way. And look, the NRA about to, they about to sponsor me. I'm about to be, I'm about to be on my Dave Chappelle shit. Look, and to tie it back to the Joker shit, look what my friend said. This nigga, wow, bro. The nigga came and was like, <laughs> Yo, I got my concealed carry license. Should I bring it with me to the movies? I was like, nigga, what is wrong? With you? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, bro, we be safe. Like, I got us. I was like, hey, look, bro, look. I'm telling you, this the only way, bro. Look, like, this is gonna be some rooting, tooting, pistol holding, shooting motherfuckers around here, bro. They want to make the wild, wild west. Fuck it, Lynn. Let's bring it back to the wild, wild west. Yeah, I think everybody who's able to get their gun license. In whatever state you in, go get your gun license. If you live out here in Oklahoma, just go buy one. November first, you was, lit, bro. He made it don't a even matter. He, he was like, bro, we can watch it in peace. Like I, t- he was like, same thing I said. But like, how I was like, oh, the cops can search me. He was like, bro, I'm gonna go tell the cops I got the gun on me, so they know. Like, if anything go down, I'm gonna pop off on a nigga. I was like, yo, this thing is wild, bro. Like you are a wild boy. But like, he made a good point. He's like, at least we be safe. I was like, and, and that, that's crazy. He sounds like um, Dwight Schrute. Or something going and be like, oh, oh, okay, guys. Like, I, I know the scene of the crime here. I got, I got a gun. Like, you know, if anything pops off, I'm good. Like, I'm a, I'm an assistant deputy sheriff. Like, you know. he, that's like exactly he's what he sounds like. Fucking cowboy, like he's <laughs> bad boy Jim West or some bullshit. Look, I'm telling you, bro. 
Everyone out here playing too much Red Dead Redemption 2 and thinking that they need to go out here and be the wild, wild west. Like, go sit your ass. Grab my musket off the goddamn nightstand. (laughs) Niggas in a musket, gonna have too much time trying to load that gunpowder, gonna get shot. (laughs) She gonna get jammed. (laughs) (laughs) She gonna be fumbling with the little powder, the little stick. Niggas gonna get shot. It's gonna look like Looney Looney Tunes. (laughs) (laughs) She's not funny at all. (laughs) But, But on a serious note, Rest in peace to both of them, John. Bro, I hope you get all the, the rest in, in in heaven that you require. Like, I hope whatever you believe in, I hope you are in living good in the eternal afterlife. So prayers up to you, my brother, and to your family and loved ones. Uh, Let me ask y'all, why is 50 Cent making the 6ix9ine movie? <laughs> he trying because to find the right... Bro, listen. Oh, because it needs to happen. Bro, I seen something the other day, and it said uh, nine years ago... or No, no, no. 19 years ago... 50 Cent got shot nine times in front of his grandma's house. And every day since then, he's, re- he's reminded us why he got shot. He play too fucking much. Yeah, he play too all much. All he do is play. He play games all the bro. When I seen this, I'm like, bro, 50, this is why people don't like you, bro. This is, <laughs> like, every time I see something, I'm like, bro, this is why he got shot. Like, he just be playing all the time, bro. Well, why he want to make this movie, bro? 50 Wallin', bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, he know he don't have to make this movie. He got enough stuff with power, and then he even doing the BMF stuff. Like, 50, you good? He just trying to be a clown. 50 just trying to... He got to comment on everything. And, and like, I remember Joe said this on his podcast. Like, that's what 50 is now. He got to comment on everything, and that's his social media thing. And, like, do I believe 50 Cent's going to make the 6ix9ine movie? Probably not. But, like, right. he's so much of a clown. Like, you say, he just play too much. Like, some things we just don't have to play about. And that's all he want to do, bro. It's play, 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 but like I mean, hey man, whatever. Fifty got more money you know, than us. So. I'm I'm always out here for promoting that Latinos get paid. You know, we need someone that can make their acting debut playing six nine. <laughs> Look at you. I don't know, bro. I wouldn't want to take that. I wouldn't want to be six nine either. <laughs> if it, if he was compelling, it might work though. I'll give him that. It could like, be the role of the century. You never know. <laughs> it could be, but uh, Brooklyn, I want to ask you on some New York shit. Bro, you took a side in the Nori Troy Ave beef, bro. You saw, you, I mean, the Nori Star Brim. Uh, Nori interviewed uh, Troy Ave, and Troy Ave was talking about, of course, the Taxstone case. And Star Brim and Mouse Jones went on Star Brim podcast, cursed Nori out, told him, suck my dick. This is not me saying this, Nori, because I know how you, Nor- you, you New York niggas get down. That was the people. Bro, that, that shit that. was intense, bro. I've seen that shit all over. I didn't take no sides, bro. Nori but, said, I don't play. I'm, I'm, you want me to get back in the shit? I'm not going to beef with no girl. Tell the homie step up. It's calling out Miles Jones. I was like, oh. This I is think why when I say all the time up, I'm a civilian. When they bring up that type of shit, bro, everything, like, if somebody would have asked me a question about that, being one of those niggas, I wouldn't have answered. Next question. <laughs> Next question, bro. Because anytime that, that case get brought up, more bad blood. Is, yeah. is, is brought upon something. Like, bro, just leave it alone. Stop asking people questions about that shit. Like, when I seen it, I had, when like, because every, you know, obviously on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, they clipping the video. So all you seeing is them cursing each other out. Yeah. So, you know, I gotta go find the fucking thing. What happened? And as soon as I realized these motherfuckers was talking about the goddamn Tax Stones case, I'm like, oh my God. Yep. Y'all and, and, out here just trying to entice New York niggas. They're just trying to get under their skin, and it works. Troy spent like, <laughs> Like three hours talking about it, but I mean, uh-huh. to, to, I'm a civilian, so it don't matter what the fuck I say. I don't live by street rules, so me neither. Like, that's why I don't take no sides. So like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't comment on this. But if you listen to what Troy said, like 
you gotta all my well, let me not say it. you don't have to listen to what he said. I just think both people gotta have their side because if one person says someone's a snitch, but it's on record saying that he tried to snitch on me and and I sat down for two years, I mean two months, and I ain't snitch, and my friend died. I just think that says something. Like I think people, does, are, bro. I think street culture is trying to not look at both sides or look at what one side did and they just looking at what the other side did and they talking about it and they blaming him. I just think certain people aren't getting their voice heard. That's just me looking at it from the outside and hearing both sides. I'm not picking a side on this because like I said, I'm a civilian. I don't give a like, shit. I, I don't that's what I'm saying, bro. That's I'm like I'm gonna explain the situation, but I ain't taking no sides. Yeah, I'm not bro. taking no sides on this. Yeah. All I know is niggas didn't get mad like Char niggas didn't get mad at Charlemagne when he first did it, but then he didn't, for the next Troy Ave interview, he didn't be there. So, I mean, I guess that's what niggas say. But like Brooklyn said, it's best that we just don't take a side. Let me move on. Uh, <laughs> you saw about Malik Yoba, nigga? You saw that nigga Malik Yoba? I don't think so. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, well, uh, look, nigga, we can skip over this. All, all that nigga did was incriminate himself and walk out on the interview because uh, I'm assuming that the host of the interview was part of the LGBT community. And Malik uh, has he been got set up. Oh, and Malik, but no, Malik been taken up for trans, uh, the trans community. But then it comes to find out that a thirteen-year-old, a girl, well, a trans girl who, when she was thirteen, said she was raped by Malik Yoba or sexually assaulted oh, by Malik Yoba, oh, allegedly. Damn. And he didn't want to talk about it. He was like, "Nigga, we talked for three hours the other day, and you told me the process of how this going down. You trying to set me up?" He was like, "No, Malik, we talked about what we said we was gonna talk about in the beginning. But I would be remiss not to ask you about this community." He's like, "Nigga, what you said?" And he got him all up in his face. <laughs> that nigga didn't back down. Got to get that nigga his props. Cause oh no, he, I gotta see this. Now, now I'm excited. I gotta watch that shit. Hold on, that shit sounds good. <laughs> Jump to minute fifteen because that's when shit gets spicy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Check that shit out, but like, Malik Yoba in the wrong, bro. He, he, if he like, he didn't even want to talk about it, and he's he, he, but, yeah, the he didn't have to get crazy though. Yeah, about exactly like, you know exactly he did it. What he did, he deflected no, and started he, yelling. He, he even pulled the R Kelly and said, "I'm fighting for my life." <laughs> oh no, Lynn, you lying? Don't tell don't me he that. said I'm fighting for my life, don't bro. He said. Bro, that's the new I'm guilty, bro. Don't say that shit, bro. You say I'm fighting for my life, that's it, nigga. The, the journalist got you. The, that person has gotten you, and the cops coming. Like, don't say you fighting for your life. For my life, yo, that shit fucked me up. I was like, oh, they got you, man. That's what like. That's what niggas gonna start doing when they when they get caught cheating. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> Baby, I'm fighting for my life in this relationship. I'm not trying to lose you. <laughs> you is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next up, did you see Stacey Dash finally get brought back down to earth and realize she's a, a, a African American? <laughs> she got sent to jail for beating up her husband. <laughs> I want. I just want you to know that when when shit like that happens, right? When you see <laughs> shit like that, it made me wonder. Like, now was it the money? That made her step away from all of it. You know what I'm saying? It made her feel like she didn't have to, you know, associate herself with anything, basically. She was like, I'm rich. That's what I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But like, there's always these certain things that bring you down to earth. Pinch and when you bring you down to earth, they, it don't be like a, a little pinch. No, I don't know, motherfucker. That shit shake your whole goddamn world up. She and beat that. You know, this, yeah, you know, this is shit that happened, bro. Some people get money and they just start acting crazy. But I'm not shocked that she beat her husband at all. Bro. She beat even, that nigga. I'm ass, not even shocked, yo. bro. And then he and then he bails her out. Yeah, he bro, because out. I'm telling you, bro, she got him under some kind of like uh, mental abuse. I'm, I'm telling you, bro, she mentally abusing that nigga. Like, because I was like, as soon as I seen, I said, I bet that the first time she fucked that nigga up. 
And I <laughs> yeah. bet it won't be the last time. That's what that Yo. They said he Her mugshot looks like she just walked out of a Terminator movie. Bro, that's yeah, what I'm she looks like, like she, she looks like she was in the streets, bro. Like I seen that shit. I'm like, why she looks so goddamn tough? Tell yeah, she looks like she's about to beat somebody's ass. <laughs> she looks scary, bro. Like, ooh. Damn, like, bro. Go, go get your sister, dog. Like, she been wildin'. Oh, you cousin. That, no, that's not your sister. That's your cousin. Yeah, I think she cousin. Yeah. She been wildin', fam. Ever since Clueless, she forgot who she was. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, that money start coming in. They be like, nah, I don't associate with nobody. I'm just rich. That's crazy. And that is, bro, would you, okay. For men out there, if your woman ever hits you, let me, let me give y'all some advice, because... Me and my girlfriend always talk about this. And I'm always like, why don't they just leave? And my girlfriend's like, I don't know. Because I haven't seen bitches hit niggas in the face. And if they get popped one time, they understand. And I was like, oh, that's not cool. You can't, you can't do that. She was like, nah, the bitches ask for it if they hitting you. Like, she was like, I always got taught, like, don't put your hand on a man. And then, like, you ain't ready for that? Yeah. Bounce back. <laughs> but look, I'm not one to, I'm not one to buy that. I'm going to just say this. Leave the situation. If she hitting you, just push her off you or grab her or do something. But I'm not saying hit her. I'm just, you got to get out of them situations. You All can't right. get back. I'm not being I not. hear you, bro. I hear you, bro. But my thing is this. For the generations and generations and generations of people who have not been leaving situations. You know how, like, they got all those things where bitches do everything except leave. Niggas yeah. do the same thing, too. You throw, you, they'll throw all that shit out. Shout out to Medea because he be embracing that shit, too. He be showing all the sides of people just not leaving the situation. They just do whatever they can, but they scared to be alone. Look, if a bitch beating on you, I'm telling you, my black brother, my white brother, my Hispanic brother, my Asian brothers out there, huh? Yeah. If she beating on you, the you best thing leave, for you brother. to do is leave. Because if not, yeah. eventually, one of them days, you're going to snap. You're going to get mad, yeah. And you're going to hit her. And you're going to hit her hard. Yeah, and it's not going to be a good situation. Like, that's what I'm saying, like leave bro that's the best that's the best advice we can give you is just leave them situations alone because she got something wrong with her if she hitting you. right she got you issues. may have tough skin maybe you may have tough skin a couple times but if she keep doing that shit but that skin gonna break all it take is one punch to the nose and if she gets you in the oh, right oh she get that if she get you to that nose and your eyes start watering that's what i'm saying like bro uh-uh that's why i'll be i'll be dodging like nigga you gonna try to hit me i'm gonna dodge out of here i'm gonna double get my bob and weave on <laughs> muhammad ali i float like a butterfly but i don't sting like a bee <laughs> i do not sting like a bee let me preface that but yeah no man stacy dash beat that nigga ass well uh Let's. I, I think we can put the interview here, and then we'll come back in a little bit to talk sports. Uh, at this point in time, I'm going to turn it over to myself to conduct the Blizzy interview. want to shout out to Blizzy again. You guys, be sure to go down to Fulton Street, check out the Loyalty Club, and get some of their clothes. Like I said, we got to support black-owned business, and I really love what the Loyalty Club is doing. Now let's get into the interview with Blizzy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we're joined by Blizzy, the owner, founder of Loyalty Club. You can check them out. The clothing is at, what street is it, my brother? Uh, 841 Fulton Street. Y'all come check them out in New Orleans, and I was really excited to get him on because, man, I've been seeing, like, y'all's merch everywhere. I, I know some of your artists. Like, I didn't hear that. I'm a big fan of Jay. Love everything he doing. Right. And I was just interested in, like, how did this start? And then I see it starts from a clothing line, and I wanted to meet the man. Mm -hmm. And glad to have you on the podcast today, my brother. Word. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, man. Appreciate you for coming down. Oh, ain't no thing. I would, like I said, I'd be here anytime. Right. But I want to start off. First question is, what made you decide you want to do all this? You uh, got you in clothes, music, just... Talk to me a little bit about the empire you building and just give me the ground floor where it started. Because y'all logo hard. 
Appreciate like, it, man. That, like that's something that stands. And as simple as a is a, a club, right, right. But it just it works for some reason. Yeah, it took us a long time to get to a logo, dog. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> for real, we had yeah. It took us a long time to get to this simple logo, but yeah, from pretty much how I started was. Uh, I was always into fashion. Like, when I would go to school, people would always be like, what I have on. Like, you know how you got, like, a uniform? How you wear a uniform when you go to school? I would always, like, try to make mine. Ooh, try to mix it up, make it yeah, original? Yeah, make it different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'd be like, dang, I can't just wear no regular uniform. I'm going to add this, add this, you know, paint on this, paint on this, whatever. But it just kind of started like that. And then I started painting shirts. Like, when we have dress down there or something, I just wear something, I mean, wear something that I painted. And that's how it kind of started, and everybody kind of started wanting that. And then I just kept learning, learning, learning. And then we, uh, I found out how to screen print a T-shirt. And then I did my first shirt, like uh, screen printed it myself, me and my partner Cass. We did our first shirt together, like screen printed it our own. And then that led to us learning how to get somebody else to do it. And... It just kept we just kept learning every year and then and kept building kept building on the then. success that's right. what's up so this started in high school just from just you trying to yeah, express yourself this was in high school just pretty much expression then I figured out i could make a little money from it and then it just kind of that just kept going you know kind of it was kind of my passion so i just kept going and just kept trying to learn and just keep you know do you design building. all your clothes now uh not all of them no more but everything uh i touch that makes sense. No, I feel you. You got your hand in right. putting everything. So when did y'all develop the store? So how you go from selling t-shirts that you paint and that mm-hmm. you and your homie screen print to now you got this store in New Orleans on Fulton Street? Ooh, the store was a long time coming. Me and my business partner, Jared, because I do have a partner named Jared. Shout out to Jared. So yeah, uh, me and him, we was just like, damn, we need to try to see if we can get a store. So we was just walking around and then we ended up going to a party around the corner at Republic. And they had <laughs> that's how I look yo when I was coming here and I put the address and I was like yeah. wait this right by Republic okay yeah. so I know where I know where I'm going for a little so bit we was going to a party at Republic and then we seen like an open space next to it so we called the number on there and I was like man we need to look at this because this would be an ideal location you got Republic right here people in the nightclub yep. Come to the right so we try to uh we looked at that spot and then the lady that owned that spot also owns this uh, location and a couple other locations. So she's, she showed us that one, and then she was like, I got another spot around the corner. And we like this one better than that one because that one was upstairs. So we oh, chose okay. This one. Yeah, because yeah. it makes sense because if people, it would be harder to get people to go upstairs right, and it's right. right on the street. Right. Nah, it, it worked out for you guys. So you so it's you and Jared. Was that <laughs> always the team from, or that, that's just for the store? So, uh, <laughs> It's a lot because I had, it's a lot. First, I started by myself. Well, first, I'm going to take it all the way back. Well, I started my, I'm going to give you the whole rundown, whole rundown. Go ahead. That's what we're here <laughs> for, my brother. That's what so, we want to know. When I started painting shirts, I started with myself. Then me and my cousin, Derek, which he, uh, he in the military. Man, he used to paint shirts. Then he ended up moving to, like, Florida or something. And then me and my other partner, I had taught my other partner, Chad. And me and him started painting shirts together. And we had a clothing line. Me, him, and then I had a, and then the hurricane came. Ooh, did you get displaced? <laughs> I got displaced and I Real. got moved to Monroe, okay. Louisiana, and then I met my partner, Cass. Real quick, how was that compared to being here? It's way different. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I love Monroe, to be honest with Real. you. Real, see, I that's really what I was about to ask you. Did you like being in Northern Louisiana? Uh, I, I loved it. I ain't gonna lie. It was a different experience, to be honest with you. Real. But uh, it was a very different experience. It was a lot slower than New Orleans. I ain't had to worry about like getting shot everywhere I walk. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They at least let you fight out there first before they pull out a gun. They about their hands. <laughs> See, that's because every time I think of Northern Louisiana, I think mm-hmm. of like because I'm from Lafayette and the yeah. shit. Everything above Lafayette and the Baton Rouge line, you think is like a different world. Right. But they do say Monroe is the closest thing to like you'll get to Southern Louisiana. Yeah. That's not anywhere else in Northern Louisiana. I don't know. Oh, I feel like they Monroe, got brothers there. I feel like Monroe, Baton Rouge, Lafayette. I feel like all them other cities outside of New Orleans are pretty much like similar. Mm, okay. You know what well, I'm saying? I kind of agree with that to a certain Lafayette extent. Lafayette might be a little different. Each place got a little different thing with yeah. it, but New Orleans don't But they all like listen to like the same type of music, kind of just the same. Like yep. that's the I was like when I went to Monroe, I'm like, dang, this way is way different than New Orleans. Like the way they talk, the slang. You think the that helped your art? Uh yeah, because it was always good to see something different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it just helped me as a person, too, to be not so tied to New Orleans. Like, to experience something like, else. Yeah, I can feel like I can move anywhere and do what I need to do. Real. So give me, so you, you moved to Monroe. With, you oh, I moved, all right. So I moved to Monroe, met my other homie. I met my homie Cass. And I taught him how to, like, kind of paint shirts. And then we started painting shirts. And this one we had, we had a, then we started a brand called Sloppy Seconds. That's okay. when this started. So it was me. My partner Cass in Monroe and my partner Chad from downhill started a company called Sloppy. It was Loyalty Club was Sloppy Seconds before it was Loyalty Club. Okay. Oh, that was a whole nother brand. So bam, we that started. That was a starter brand. Sloppy, yeah. Sloppy Seconds was a startup brand. Me, Cass, and Chad. Bam. So life happened. Uh, Cass moved to Atlanta, and Chad, uh, he just started doing other stuff too like he life happy he got kids and he married and stuff now if you don't mind me asking mm-hmm. at what age were you when that happened because that's something that i've noticed well, Katrina? like just like when you and your friends when sloppy started. seconds disband- not even when started when, when y'all just kind of went y'all separate ways because like mm. i don't even know probably like 23 24 and that's a point that i that I, we was going to talk about later in the earlier yeah. part of the pod was just how when people start to get to that 21 22 <laughs> they all start to spread their wings right, right. it's not necessarily that it's not your friend if they go away it's just right, right. people go their separate ways and i thought that's interesting that you said yeah. that and that's something that i wanted to talk about yeah with yeah the other couples because now them not niggas for they're still for my life that's 100. still my niggas like for sure for sure like i call them in the days whatever yeah them my niggas for sure but now it kind of you know college happened you start meeting new people yep. this it was around college time to be honest around college because uh yeah we all went to different college well me and cats went to the same college and then i quit and ended up moving back here and then he quit and went to Atlanta and oh, yeah. started going to school out there. So we just kind of, uh, you know, college kind of broke us up, to be honest with you. But, uh, and then, why was that? And then, yeah, we had sloppy seconds. That, that kind of ended. I kind of stepped out. Like, I'm going to just do my own thing because nothing was getting done, really. Yeah. So then I started Loyalty Club. And then I just started doing that by myself. And then this was Jared coming. Jared, I, was always, I was always cool with Jared, my business partner right now. Mm-hmm. But... He would, uh, I used to beg him to be like, bro, you need to like help us, help me out with this. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? But he would together. always be like, yeah, he always be like, man, I don't know. I ain't, I ain't about to do it. I don't know. I don't know. So I just kept begging him and begging him because I, uh, Jared, the type of person, like he very, very organized and like, I'm organized, but I don't like to do this type of stuff that Jared do. Like when we would go out of town as friends, all of us, Jared would do all the booking book all the hotels, do mm. all the paperwork type of stuff. The business guy. The business, yeah. He like real administrative. So he would do all of that type of stuff. And I hate doing that type of stuff. So I I'm like, bro, you. you need to help me with the company because this is what I'm missing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he finally came around and was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then ever since then, we just kind of 
it kind of took off to be honest with you 100 that's what's up so you needed that you had the creative thought you had everything you just needed right. that business mind I and i can right. i can relate to that doing this <laughs> podcast stuff man because that's my thing like the business side you could have all the product and the creative as you want right it could be mm -hmm. perfect niggas could fuck with it whatever but if that business side yeah. not right shit not gonna Somebody work to structure it and organize it you might as well don't even do it. That's no. what's, I know. I fuck with this. Hell <laughs> yeah. Real. So how you get, okay, so you, we got the stove. We in here, the brand's booming. How do you get to the music? Because you got artists like Kendall, we see, we got Jay. Yeah. How does it be, or is it that it's a sponsorship or it like it's a label? Like, uh, talk the, to me a little bit about so that. The, the, uh, it's a label, really. It's a label because we started the, uh, a label called Loyalty Club Sound. Okay. So pretty much, I'm, I, I play drums for G-Eazy, too. Really? That's, so, yeah. that's, yo, I didn't even know that. So yeah, yeah. I played drums for G Easy, so that's kinda kinda how I got introduced to like the music business. Okay. So I'm just, you know, I'm the type of person if I'm around something, I'm gonna try to pick up pick the up most game, game. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm saying what's going on, how they run the business or whatever. So I'm like, then I could do this, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just learning from them and then I'm like I could just do this and find my own artist and then build my own thing. Yeah. And then that's kinda how we got G. Well, first I had a producer called Grass of Beats. Okay. But I still have a producer called Grass of Beats. I signed him first, and then we found Jay, which is our artist, and we signed him up, and then we just been working ever been since. Working ever since, yo, my let me just say this: my girl mm -hmm. fuck with that nigga music. That nigga right. music go hard, bro. <laughs> let, me, let me just be perfectly honest, like yeah, he that, gonna have all that, the nigga, guys. that nigga cold, bro. Like yeah, I gotta call a spade a spade. Like that nigga is tough. What, I don't know if you can tell this much, but when we get some project, man, I need, we need we need to J tape sub. Yeah, we dropped the uh, we dropped. Well, was it? I know y'all did the project. hot girl. Y'all had the hot girl the summer hot girl joint, summer, and then we dropped like a little a project, but it was from all his old songs. Oh, okay. So we kind of did know, a little just, compilation. Yeah, did that. But we have a new project coming out this month, actually. Ooh, so yeah, ooh, that's you, fire. You got the exclusive on here. Hell yeah, I'm gonna so. put the, the air horns <laughs> in the back. So yeah, I, I fuck with Matter that. In fact, I just came from meeting with my lawyer about the project. So that's big boss the, uh, talk right there. You know. Yo, this is fire. <laughs> no, I like I love this shit. This is this is real. Yeah, we about to put okay, that out. so we got music. You you got your hands in that. You got your artists coming with projects. The store, beautiful store, by the right. way. Thank, Thank you for you, having man. us here. Love the setup, love the clothes, love what everything we see. Black owned business. You gotta support. Come out to Fulton Street and support the loyalty club. What's next for you? Uh what's next is just keep building this up, to be honest with you. Uh mm -hmm. keep building because this is a steady pro. You know, we independent with everything we do. Everything we do is out of me and Jared pocket. You know what I'm saying? We don't have no investors, nobody backing it's us. It's off y'all. It's street. all of us. So yep. we ain't putting the work in and putting the money up or even making the money to keep going, then it's going to shut down because we don't have no rich parents to lean back on. Yeah, it's you on y'all. No, I feel you. <laughs> That's like, it's all on y'all to make it succeed. And if it don't, so. I want to ask you, who's, who were some of y'all, your inspirations growing up? Because... I don't know if you get this just off of waking up one day like yeah I want to start all this like music wise or just, just like anything? business wise music give me just give me it all Birdman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Birdman 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 anybody from New Orleans that made it out to be honest with like Birdman Master P Dame Dash for sure yeah I was about to say you got you got some I, Master yeah. P and Dame Dash <laughs> stuff in it I even see yeah. Nip like honestly yeah Nip definitely yeah Nip definitely because I feel like he on the outside. You look at one thing. I don't know. I just Nip, just a different person. You know what I'm saying? I really like Nip because he got the gangster image, but he still was brilliant. You know yeah, what I'm saying? About and his business, right? Right. So I, I like that because I feel like people judge you the way you look. You know what I'm saying? Because I get judged with the dreads all the time. I but can imagine. I'm really a Christian nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like you <laughs> I've been mean, at church every, Yeah, I've been at church every day almost. Real. 
But on the outside looking at you, you wouldn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just think I'm a gangster nigga or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's still though. You can't judge a book by its cover because yeah. you're a businessman, like you said. You go, you're a Christian, so right. like, nah, man, you doing you doing the damn thing out here. Tell the people right. where they can come find the store at. Give them all your information. Tell them where they can find you at on social media. You can find me at Blizzy L C B L I Z Z Y L C on Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Loyalty Club on Instagram, Twitter. The Loyalty Club, you can spell that, of course. And the store is on 841 Fulton Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. Y'all make sure y'all come out, man. <laughs> Support black business, like, for real. Now, this right. shit is fire. Like. Oh, and you can go online, too. www.theloyaltyclub.us. And you can find J Music. His name is pronounced J, but it's spelled 7AE. So you can find him on Instagram at 7AE.LC. And you can find my business partner, Jared. On Instagram at Young Warner, Y U N G Warner, W A R N E R. One hundred percent support the whole movement. Can't wait for that J album, man. You gotta tell him come on the show, man. man. When, oh, yeah, when that yeah. album drops, you know he live in Minnesota. Though. I, see, I know that. Like I, I, I figured that out. Yeah, after next like time a we got him down here, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, highlight you off because we don't even. We can do if he can stay where he at, we can still get it. Oh, all right, all right, like, right, like one hundred percent. Thank you so much, Blizzy, for sure, coming on the pod. Sure. Like he said, y'all come out to the store. Y'all come get some clothes. Y'all come shop with these brothers because it is like I said. I don't, I don't, I don't be big enough shit that I don't think that I don't think is fire. Like that's a fact. Like, this shit is fire. I respect your movement. I respect y'all startup. Like, if you're not inspired by this man's story, you're crazy. Because he's a perfect example of stop talking about what you want to do and just do it. Because right. I, I can guarantee you had hardships on the way. Man, I got a hardship right now. <laughs> <laughs> See? Like, it, it's about not quitting and keeping up keeping up with you what you want in your dream and just chasing it. Facts. 100. Thank you, Blizzy, man. We you, really man. appreciate it. Appreciate you for having me, bro. Uh, ain't sure. no thing. Want to thank Blizzy for coming on the pod. Really appreciate him. That was a super dope conversation. Love to learn his story. Love seeing like seeing a young brother take it from nothing and bring it into something. And I and I related to him because like some of the problems he have, I relate to from the net from working the network. So it was just dope to hear another creative tell his journey and his story. Let's get into talking football this week. Julian's not with us because we had a late night in New Orleans, and I gave my guy off because it was like I I couldn't. Tell him exactly what time we'd be here. So it's just so, me, Brooklyn, and Schubert, as always. So, Linda, how are we doing the sports thing, man? You want to talk about football, or do you want to talk about, before we do that, some other sports topics? Well, I want to talk about the Pels after we talk about football. Well, even outside of the Pels. Oh, like who? Like what? Like what, what sports topics? Like this, this track. Oh, I, yo, I totally, I totally forgot about the track shit. <laughs> Yo, all right, let's talk about that. Yo, these, these, that two the trash ass, <laughs> no, these, these two trash-ass the trash NBA guys to. that think that they can rap. Like, everyone's trying to tell me, oh, Shaq's this was better. Ooh, Dame's this was better. I was like, both those shits were was terrible. Those <laughs> shits was trash. <laughs> look, I st- look th- that may be well and true, but Dame still smoked that nigga. Like, all these old heads at ESPN taking Shaq's side because they on payola. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. Dame, Dame, look, and Shaq got, Shaq did a promo for the, for the, for the for bros who think. Shaq did the intro for primetime. Shout out to Shaq. Shaq, no, favorite basketball player. That's the diesel. But I got to call a spade a spade. That nigga said, Dame, Dame said he give gift bags every time Yo, he horny. Dame, <laughs> Dame was trying to cut deep, bro. Dame like, they, they both trash. But, like, the things Dame was saying was like, bro, would you, you, you're trying to have Shaq choke your ass up in the tunnel next time he sees you, motherfucker. That's, that's all I kept thinking. I was like, yo, 
I hope Dame got like an entourage or something. Because yeah. Shaq gonna choke him up in the tunnel when he see him. I'm I'm just wondering like Dame's mindset because Dame in over there in Portland, I think he's got like this just like mindset of anger. He's just like man, like everyone's putting me down. Like I'm gonna cut into everyone. Like I got dirt on all y'all. I'm about to rap about it. He's Shaq like, started it though, bro. Shaq, Dame just responded. Like, I can't blame Dame for that. Even there though must Dame even something happened before, though. No, right? let me tell you what happened. I know what happened. Dame went on the uh, Joe Button podcast and, and Maul asked him, he was like, So you think you're the best NBA rapper? What about Shaq? And he was like, Bro, it was just like niggas was just fucking with it because it was Shaq rapping. Like, like I'm a real rapper. Like, I, I really do this. Shaq, Shaq was just Shaq. And Shaq said, oh, I'm not a real rapper, nigga. All right, get these get these 90s bars. Get these Curtis Blow uh, bars. Okay. <laughs> this, yeah, you know that. <laughs> get these Curtis <laughs> Blow bars, nigga. <laughs> when the nigga sound like he recording in a car. Like, Shaq couldn't get one of his sons to buy a mic and put that shit in his bathroom and get that shit sounded proper. That nigga sounded like he recorded off an iPhone. Bro, the, well, thing, the worst part that's about the thing. it. Okay, well, no, that, that's the thing about it, man. Like, Shaq did it at first, and it seemed like a playful thing, you know? And then Dame's like, oh, well, I'm going to trash this dude. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, and he went dumb hard, and I was like, damn, Dame, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> Shaq that's why I'm like, he going to get choked up in the tunnel, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wait, I got to pull up some of Shaq's lines, because some of them are fucking funny. Shaq hit him with the, you you, you, you ain't better than Steph Curry or Westbrook. <laughs> some shit. He hit him with the, you tre- you're not LeBron, you Trevor Ariza. <laughs> 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 Shaq was wilding. Wait, I gotta pull up the lyrics, man. I gotta pull up some of oh the lyrics. I know ESPN got him on lock. Let me see. Okay, so here we go. Shaq hit him with the uh let's see. Yeah, Hold I know Dame hit him with like the Shazam joke and the blue chip joke. Yeah. Oh yeah, it said his shoes trash. Yeah. Oh he hit the, Yeah, he said Shaq, I had trash so so screw him. Shaq said, I ain't, I, I, uh, I ain't give a damn about your little max contract. Shaq also said, what's in your wallet? American Express or Visa? Talking like you brown, but you ain't Trevor or Reza. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Take your time to respond. There's no hurry. You'll never be Westbrook. You'll never be Curry. <laughs> Shaq hit them with the fire bars, bro. <laughs> but the, the Curtis Blow, the, the, the Curtis, Curtis Blow flow, though. <laughs> 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 off the iPhone, bro. Shaq, Shaq know damn well he could have asked his sons to help him set him but up. But now, you know, the thing is, he got that stuff. He just, <laughs> that, that's how you know he wasn't really, like, right. playing. That's how you know he wasn't being serious, because he got that shit. Shaq a DJ. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, he got that stuff, bro. Like, he just didn't want to, he just didn't think it was that, you know, serious, but Dame, nigga, Dame yeah. took that shit seriously. Dame said that nigga give out gift bags every time he get horny. That shit fucked me up, bro. I was like, no, don't talk about my nigga Shaq like that. He don't do that. Yeah. D- <laughs> That's Dame's, a lot of gift bags. <laughs> Dame's that dude in your crew that you can't be like, oh, yeah, bro, your shirt looks whack. Because then he'll be like, well, yeah, well, I, well, I you know, slept like, with well, your yeah. sister. Right. I was about to say this, like, well, yeah, well, I fucked your mom last night. Like, bro, calm down. I just said your yes. shirt was ugly. Damn. Fuck, <laughs> beasting right now, bro. Fuck. He's won. definitely that dude, bro. So who y'all think won? I'm, I'm rocking with Dame. I think Dame won. Yeah, no, Dame won. Dame right. won. Yeah. He gonna get choked up in the tunnel. I, yeah, you heard it here first. Stephen when Shaq see him, it's on site. Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp need to know they need to stay their ass out of this saying Shaq won. Oh, last oh yeah. Just old heads being old heads, bro. That's, That's exactly that. I already know who you was talking to when you said the old heads taking Shaq's side. I was like, he talking about Shaq. And fucking 
Steven, they know damn well. But you know, Steven grew up on that that Curtis Blow Curtis bullshit, Blow, yeah. though. So he, he thought he was going to take that side. This, this, uh, this week, so I already knew Steven was with that. You're right, because he definitely talking about growing up in Crew Queens, Curtis <laughs> Blow, all that shit. That's that nigga shit. But Stephen A. Smith, a legend. But I'm just saying, Dame Lillard won, and and Shannon. Uh, talking about skip, <laughs> fucking damn one bro. You know, she, uh, Skip said he wants to be. He, the internet calls him Drip Bayless. Who calls Skip no. Drip Bayless, bro? Dude, and this guy was out here wearing a chain all the time, making me think I can come out and wear chains. Because <laughs> he think he Drip Bayless. No, bro, he be he be out with like he be taking pictures with his shirt off and shit after he come back from the gym, bro. I'm like Skip. Put Are you your goddamn shirt on. Skill, put your goddamn shirt on, bro. Like he don't be posting it like on his page, but like it be on his story. Like I'm like, skill. Be watching Bro, I swear I only seen it because somebody said it to me. They said, bro, why skip out here wilding, bro? I'm like, what you talking about? They said, bro, go to his Instagram, click on his story. They ain't say no the details because they want to be gay. You know what I'm saying? They was like, I ain't gonna say it, but go look. So they they tell me to go look at Skip's page, and I'm like. I know you lying. Skip out here posting that post gym selfie. I'm like, nah. But I guess because, you know, he co his co-host is Shannon, and Shannon be shirtless all the goddamn time. Bro, I, he's I like, well, I, I be at the gym too. Shannon be wild, and I thought fucking Snoop has that. When Snoop was on the show the other day, and Snoop gave him gifts, he gave uh, Skip a hat, and he gave Shannon, like, this peck. Bro, I swear to God on everything. I was like, bro, did Snoop Dogg just give Shannon Sharp a pound of weed on national television? <laughs> did like, he? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and, Shannon, and Shannon was like, stop. Oh, y'all not y'all trying to get us cut off air when somebody asked him that on Twitter. He was like, y'all need to chill out. So oh, I don't know. Yeah, what he, I it might have been something. It was something illegal. <laughs> it was that, well, it's not illegal we, for them because they in, oh, yeah. in LA. So that's but if why they I, couldn't be on the air about it, it was like it's something that he shouldn't have been doing on air. That's why I think he should be caught on the air because if he was in L.A., I don't think he, he would be clowning like that. Right. But he in L.A., so every, you know, it's good. But let's get into sports. That's all. I forgot about the Dame Shack shit. All right, let's talk about uh, NFL real quick. Yo, Saints, I got to start with the Saints. They busted up the Cowboys 12 to 10. Let me not say busted up. Busted they, up. I was about to say, bro, you was at, I know you was at your house stressing. Defensively, they did a tough shit. Look, we held Dak Prescott 22, to 30, 22 of 33. 223 yards with one interception. Defense did their thing. The major thing was we held Ezekiel Elliott to one care, 18 carries, 35 yards, one touchdown in a fumble. Huge. Defense did. Well, Amari Cooper got what two catches? Yep. Jason Witten had the most catches with four catches and five yards. And he fumbled. Mm-hmm. Forced fumble. Amari Cooper, Cooper had five catches for 48 yards. So. It wasn't nothing crazy, and Teddy did a decent job at game managing. He did 23 or 30 for 193, and the interception that he threw wasn't his fault. It was Ginn's fault. Ted Ginn should have caught that. And like I said, Alvin Kamara is the bell cow of this team. Schubert, did you learn anything from new from the Saints-Cowboys game? Uh, I think I was a little bit iffy on how it was all going to come together for the Saints defensively. This made me a little bit more confident. I think we'll see a little bit more this week because the Bucks show that they have some pretty high-powered offense, and they really do. If James Winston all puts it together, I mean, Mike Evans, uh, O.J. Howard, Chris Godwin. I mean, so I think that's more telling this week for the Saints. Uh, but Mark, uh, Lattimore came out and showed us that he is a top corner, and that was something that he hadn't done in the first three weeks, so that was really important. Von Bell has really come out. 
you know, getting another fumble recovery. He seems to be all over the place. He's so trying he's to get being, that contract. Yeah, so he's been really impressive. I think the linebackers are great. Demario Davis is looking strong. Rankins is supposed to be back up in the lineup. And that's, so that's what only going to be say. help. The defensive line to me was like the best part of the Saints. Like, sure. as, as much as everybody's like, oh, we need to get a pass rusher, we need to get a pass rusher. We manhandled the best offensive line in football and held the best running back, arguably, to not to no more than 35 yards. Like, it was all by the pressure of Rankins. Uh, only, uh, gosh, I don't know how to pronounce the O guy's name, but uh, Oni Inma or Oni Marwood. I'm not butchering his name, but his, his name starts with an O and he's on the defensive line. Cam Jordan. Anyamada, there we go. Anyamada. I wasn't even gonna try because I was like, I ain't gonna help you, bro. I'm gonna yeah, fuck I it up more. Try. I, I couldn't do it, man. Anyamada, Rankins, uh, Cam Jordan, the the stud, Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown, and then the young. Oh yeah, Malcolm Brown did a good job from the Patriots and the young boy Marcus Davenport. Got to give the defensive line a shout out because they're one of the main reasons why we won that game. I want to ask you this: Do y'all think Dak might have showed a little bit of his liabilities in this game in the sense that? When Zeke wasn't going, Dak still can't win the game. And the question that the Cowboys people have is, should we pay him when he can't win us a game if plan A goes awry? And I know people will be like, his two best wide receivers were injured. But the grades do it. Aaron Rodgers has done it with no wide receivers. Tom Brady does it with no wide receivers. Drew Brees does it with no wide receivers. When plan A fails and you're a great quarterback, we see Patrick Mahomes did it. We, that's what they do, and I don't know if Dak helped his case to get money. I don't think he heard it, but I think it's just the questions now even more so there now. Either one of you guys can comment on that, but I want to know what both of you think. I don't really know. I'm not really ready to throw throw away Dak right now. I mean, he's had three really good games. There was a lot of things going on with the Cowboys besides um, Dak not – throwing the ball down the field. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore pretty much shut down Mari Cooper. That was your best option. Um, you know, Zeke, Zeke's got to produce. That's the only way you're going to open up the offense. It's really more of a scheme thing than anything else. If you're not getting the run game and you're a team that relies heavily on play-action plays, then obviously it's not going to work. So I, I just don't think it was put together. And this was the first time that they had really faced defensive adversity, so I really think it was a lot of Dak and Kellen Moore not really communicating on how they were going to f- adjust in the second half, and it just never happened. So I think this was more of a learning learning thing for the Cowboys than anything else. And for Dak, I'm not really on the on the same page as everyone that's like ready to ship Dak. Of course, I don't think he deserves $37 million, but I mean, I think he, at this point, is a franchise quarterback and in the upper echelon of franchise quarterback. 100%. Uh, you go ahead, echelon. B. I'm going to say this. I don't think I don't think it hurts his case because of how weak the Cowboys schedule is, and that's not their fault. That's the, you know the fault of the NFC. I mean, yeah, the NFC East is just weak. So them playing the Giants again, them playing the Redskins again, you know, that's definitely gonna help his case. And I don't think he's gonna see a real challenge until November when they when they go on that string of games where they play the Patriots, the Bills, and the Bears. When they play those games, that is gonna be what decides if Dak's getting paid or not. Yeah, because we don't have, we when have they to play, see. when they go on that run, who? That's when yeah. it's going to be like, because obviously when they play the Patriots first, obviously he's not getting past the Patriots. We know that. It's fucking Thomas. But then, you know, the Bills, for some reason, everybody keeps forgetting that they have such a great fucking defense. Everybody's looking at them like, what the fuck? Every time they, you know, hold a quarterback to less than 250. I'm like, bro, they got, they got a defense up there. In, yes, uh, they do. You know, damn near Canada. But um, yeah. so when he does that and then he's going to face the, the Bears the next week, 
I think that really shows because I don't think Zeke's putting up crazy numbers for those two games. At least I'm not at, at least not two of those. He might give you one, but not but, two. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's all I really had about the Cowboys. Let's move to the Browns Ravens. Browns got the win tied up for the lead of the division. This division no, is wide got, open. They got the lead. Oh, they well, they yeah, they got the lead. You're right. It's Browns 2-2, Ravens 2-2, and the Steelers won as well. I want to talk about the Browns because I think Julian made a point about the run game, and I think we saw it this week. When when the Browns run the ball, they are a pretty good offense because it allows Baker to get into his play action. Nick Chubb had 165 yards and three touchdowns. He was amazing. I like what I saw from the Browns, and I'm still not on Lamar, even though he threw two interceptions. I don't think I don't think people should be out on Lamar like I saw some national media. I think he just had a bad game, and I think he will learn from this. I think it's good for both teams I predicted to be in the playoffs to have the Ravens have this loss, but the Browns have this confidence-boosting win. Well, well, it's really telling on the Browns because one thing that I know that we were talking about last week and it was something I was praising is the job that they had done restructuring the secondary and becoming a really strong defense last week against the Rams. So they came back and showed that again. And then now you said it with Baker Mayfield getting that run game. If Zeke would have had that run game, Dak would have been getting those same opportunities. But also the other thing about that is that when you have Odell Beckham, he's he's garnering two people's attention and it's opening up really big holes for Ricky Seals-Jones. And the Jarvis Landry finally got an extended amount of catches. He was the top receiver. So I think that now people are starting to zero in on Odell, opening things up. Baker's getting the run game going. They're realizing that he chubs the guy. I mean, it, it's, it, things are going well for the Browns. I don't think it's, it's time for the Ravens to hit the panic button yet. It's yeah, still early in the season. Um, and I think we'll Lamar is still getting it done. It's just another case of not being able to get that run game going. Mark Ingram didn't have his best day. so Yeah, he did not. And even Lamar carried 66 yards. But I, I, I'm with you. The Browns, Odell garnered a lot of attention because people were like, oh, when you don't throw it to Odell, it, it gives the Browns a W. People forget Odell's the reason why they beat the Jets. In this game, like you said, he opened up Ricky Seals Jr. He allowed Jarvis to get eight catches for 164, like, Odell's garnering a lot of tensions, and it's opening up these holes. It's making it to where he's getting double coverage. So on the other side, Chubb could get through and run. Like, there's no cornerback on the side that Odell. Like, there's cornerbacks on the side Odell's on, not as many on the other side. Like, he just opens up things for the Browns, and it's good that the Browns are starting to click. Uh, Schubert, your Giants, are, should, we, should we be alarmed that the Giants are 2-2? Two and two? Are they making the playoffs? Like, hold on, hold on. Hold on, before we talk about the Giants, I want to ask Brooklyn what he thought about that game because that's two people in the Steelers division. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Ravens, I don't think it's time for the Ravens definitely to hit the panic button because they still have to play the, the Bengals and the Steelers two times this season. They're going to make the playoffs, you feel me? Now, I think the Browns clicking, it shows them that all the pieces that they've got over the, the past year and a half is that, yo, when these, when these, when these pieces are on the field and they're healthy, this is a dangerous fucking team, bro. Yeah. If if Odell's got a safety and a corner's attention, and you got Jarvis Landry and Seals Jr. on the other fucking side, and you still got Chubbs in the backfield, bro, that is dangerous. And wait till Njoku comes back. I was just, just about to say that. And then they floor. got, yeah, bro, they got a danger, they got dangerous people at every skill position on the offense. And that's just like, I mean, I, I think that's why they end up winning the division. But the Ravens, bro, come on. Like I said, they play in the they play in the Bengals twice and they play in the Steelers twice. My question to you is before we 
before we move off of this division, since we're on the NFC North, how do you feel about the Steelers one and three? I know we beat the Bengals who are trash. Zach Taylor's team's not looking good at all. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, some dog dookie. Look, but Andy, Mason Rudolph ooh. went twenty. Mason Rudolph went twenty four, twenty eight, two hundred twenty nine yards, two touchdowns. I know y'all didn't get uh your boy involved a lot, Juju Smith Schuster, but James Conner, Deontay Johnson, y'all are getting people involved. Are you? Feeling that the Steelers are not done? Do you think they can? No, make no we're, done, we're done, bro. We're oh, done. I'm putting, the, I'm putting They're the fork not. in it, I'm... and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, matter of fact, I'm gonna put this shit back in the oven because the shit is not cooked yet. Okay, we're gonna come back next year, baby. This year is all about player development. This is a player development year. Once, once my boy came back from surgery with a cast on, that's it, bro. This season is done, baby. Like, look, Mason Rudolph, get your reps in, baby. Hopefully, you can get you a contract in the end of the season. Go, like, I love seeing my people get paid. You feel me? So you if that the can future? help. Is he yeah. the future of y'all team? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think any of those quarterbacks on that team is the future of that team. Mm, okay, okay. But, yeah. hey, look, uh, go get paid, baby. Look, if he do a great job, this, this league will always need backup quarterbacks. Facts. And that he, is a fact. If, if he puts on a great show for the rest of the season, or if they go between him and, um, uh, fuck, who's the other backup? Fuck. Uh, they got it's rid of Dobbs. Got yeah, they got rid traded. of Dobbs. Yeah, no, I, I know it's not dubs. Uh, fuck, I can't think of it. But yeah, if Rudolph does great this year, and they watching him out here in, in fucking Oklahoma, because you know he's a, a what you call yeah, it? He play, yeah, he played for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, he's an OSU native. So every time this motherfucker put up stuff, I'm seeing all the numbers. So like, if he keep doing well, he'll get a contract this at the end of the season. Give him, give him a nice little raise. But uh, as far as our season, we done. And I think this is the last year that Andy Dalton is the key point in the Bengals. I think they, I think they drafted a quarterback this year. They got to, man. They, they got, got to. Zach Taylor, they have to, Zach Taylor wants his guy, whether that's Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, or Tua. He, he got to get right. him. Right. He's got to. I mean, he, I, he's I think that's. I think that's the landing spot for Joe Burrow. If you want, yeah. If we're, we're talking for real, because I mean, I've made the prediction that Jake Fromm would probably be a bear. I think that it's, it's pretty likely that Joe Burrow could probably be a, a Bengal. I mean, he's an Ohio guy. I think that would be a good thing for their system. I'm always a big proponent on getting people that have established ties to that location, to that location, because we've seen how it worked with LeBron. And people love their hometown guys, and they love to yeah. see their hometown guys play for the hometown teams. So that thing would be a great, for the, a great thing for the Bengals if they did that. Yeah, sure. it would look good. Let's get to your Giants, Schubert. Y'all beat the Redskins. Dwayne Haskins didn't look too good. He threw 19 three seven, interceptions. Three, three interceptions. But my thing with Haskins is I blame Jay Gruden because if you don't give that guy reps until this game where he's playing scout team the whole season and then you just throw him in this game, and you, what do you expect from him? He threw, like, he will be better. I'm not worried about Haskins. I'm more worried about the Redskins coaching, but we're not talking and about they, And they were on the road, too. So, like, what was the pressure? Like, it's not like your home crowd was like, put him in, put him in, you know? Right. Ex exactly. That's what I'm saying. Jay Gruden's are looking bad right now. Uh, Daniel Jones, 23 or 31, 225, one touchdown, two interceptions, and he had 33 yards on the ground. Schubert, y'all are, are two and two. Wild card, question mark? No, I think at most it'll be a seven-win season, but I think it gives it makes us competitive. And I think that's at least exciting to have around the facility. Bringing back Golden Tate is going to give Daniel Jones a, like at least a star receiver ish to go yeah. out there with. So him and Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, I mean, it gives you some weapons. But we're in the same division as the Eagles and the Cowboys, so I really find it hard that they're going to find a way to make it to the wild card. And NFC is just a really tough division, but it's definitely a good look for the Giants moving forward. See, uh, you know, as a fan, I really want us to hover more around the five win six win range because yeah. i want a better pick but I, I do think that this team 
can compete and contend. Like this week they play the Vikings. The Vikings have a great defense, but Kirk Cousins hasn't really done much. I think that Daniel Jones can make that game competitive. I think I think now with the Giants, I thought that every game would be a loss. Now I think every game's competitive. I would say this fun. It's a good transition to the Vikings. Boy, did Adam Thielen call out Kirk Cousins and then Kirk oh, Cousins apologized like yeah. a bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> just ah, apologize. Yeah. I haven't been playing good, Adam. My mistake. <laughs> I was shocked that uh that that um Kirk Cousins just bent over like that. I I mean yeah, me like too. I wasn't shocked because that's what I was even doing. You feel me? Like I'm not shocked at one bit that Thielen did that. I was shocked that Kirk just was like, yeah, I ain't been playing good. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that <laughs> fucked shocked. me up. It really fucked me up. I was like, go. But no, that, look, if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get them a quarterback. Like, well, the Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings are in a really tough division right now where three of those teams are fighting for not being last place. Exactly. Yep. The, Packers, the Packers are probably the, the favorite at the moment. But the, Bears Lions, the, best the Lions are in last place. And the Bears' defense is keeping them out of last place. So that means that the Vikings are probably going to drop. But they're a really solid team. It's just that Kirk Cousins is the third Kirk best Cousins. running back, <laughs> or the third best quarterback in that division. The division. Yeah, and the, and the shitty thing is Dalvin Cook's playing phenomenal. You have the weapons with Thielen yep. and Diggs. Like, it is Kirk's fault. And like, Rudolph. And Rudolph, you're right. And Treadwell and Irv Smith Jr. And, I mean, the list goes on. Like, they have they have the pieces. It is Kirk Cousins' fault, especially when you have the Detroit Lions at two one and one, and Matt Stafford's playing pretty decent. The defense is finally the defense that Patricia wants, and then you have weapons like Carryon Johnson, Marvin Jones, Galladay, and T.J. Hawkinson. Like the Lions are not a bad squad. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions push for a wild card at this point. They could. I mean, there's in some ways the Lions have more upside than the Bears. The thing about yep. the Bears is that their their defense is solid. I don't think anyone's going to be scoring thirty points on the Bears. Right. But you know, now you, with Chase Daniel, I actually feel more confident in the offense, which is I crazy. I was thinking so. the same thing. Like Trubisky being out kind of helps the Bears, but they have a, a limitation at quarterback, so their offense is limited. That's why I'm not as high on the Bears. And if I had just drafting trash ass quarterbacks, that's why. They had the yeah. chance to get Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, and they turned them both down. I know their their owners sick as hell. In the Packers, if if Matt Lafleur and Aaron Aaron Rodgers don't get shit together, they might be in trouble because that offense isn't doing too well, and they just lost Devontae Adams. So yeah, that was it, a big loss. The Vikings have a, a a potential, but it's all on Kirk, man, and Kirk has not been playing well under pressure, but. Let's get to the games we should look forward to this week. I want a game from each of you guys. Schubert, start us off. What game should people be looking forward to week five of the NFL? Uh, man, let me pull up here where all the games are so I don't miss out one that I should say. Because, you know, the Thursday night game is really solid, but that's not the one I want to talk about. I'd oh, Rams, Seahawks? Yeah. Um, I think that a really telling game this week is actually going to be Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football is going to be the Browns traveling to the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco had a bye week last week, so they're sitting at 3-0, one of the undefeateds. This is going to be a telling game for San Francisco. Are they a team that's going to compete with a team in the Browns who are now on top of their division, a team that may be a playoff contender? You know, This is where we're going to find out if the, if the 49ers are 
contenders or pretenders. And yeah. this is a, and this is a really telling moment for them because I feel like the Rams are kind of on a down a downtrend. The Seahawks are kind of pittering in the middle. And if the the 49ers could really get rolling, maybe they could be a team that could somehow win this division. So yeah, which would be totally unexpected. But yeah, so San Francisco 49ers are three and zero. Let's see what they can do in Monday Night Football. That's a good game because you make a great point. The Rams with Todd Gurley's injury being more than what we think. His knee, he's not the same player. And without a run game, Jared Goff looks mediocre at best. He does not look like a guy who deserved that money. The Rams are petering in a place where it's like, damn, y'all are on the downswing, and McVay, can you get this turned around? And this is a chance for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers to take reins of their division. This is a Brown statement game to beat an undefeated team. Good game, Schubert. Brooklyn, what game do you think people should be looking forward to this week? Yeah, uh, the golf for sure is looking crazy right now with all that money in his pocket. I just wanted to yeah, say that. It's but, bad. Uh, <laughs> the Jaguars and the Panthers, surprisingly, the fucking Panthers are not sliding without Cam. And them playing them playing this well, I mean, I'm not pushing the panic button or the reset button by any means on Cam. But like oh, oh, they have. as a as a player, <laughs> as a player with his kind of, you know, with his abilities, if they decide to move forward, you know, depending on how good this season goes, like all these teams in the fucking NFC with with great talent, but no quarterback, Cam could be on the way out. Oh, and, yeah. Like, we talked about I that think, a little bit last week. I believe he's easy. Yeah, I think, I think that I, I'm, I'm watching the Panthers because, like, McCaffrey's fucking amazing. You feel me? So, like, they're not worried about the run game. They're not even worried about the checkdown game because if they got to, you know, hold off a little bit and keep putting, you know, these quarterbacks in, as, as long as McCaffrey's still producing, they're going to be able to entice somebody to come there. And Kyle Allen has, let me give him credit, because he hasn't been playing bad at all. If he keeps winning, it's his job, man. I don't know oh, if yeah. he's the future. I don't know if he's the franchise, but I think we might have seen Cam Newton play his last game as a Carolina yeah, Panther. I'm, I see where this is, where you guys are saying with this, and I don't know. The, I think the jury's still out. It's been two games. They've both been on the road. They've both been in domes. Um, you know, we'll see how he goes. This is a guy in Kyle Allen who did not get, get the winning job in Texas A&M got benched at Houston. I mean, it could be one of those great stories like the Kurt Warners or the Tom Brady's, or it could just be another guy who's had a good two games. I mean, this I think this is a perfect game, Brooklyn, <laughs> as you said, because this is Garner Minshew and Kyle Allen, two guys with two wins, and you're wondering, how did they get these wins? Garner so Minshew's th- kind of been balling, too. Give him props. Shout out to his mustache. But at the end of the day, do you guys think that either one of these guys are going to be guys who take over a franchise? That's the question. There's still plenty of time for them to decide that, and they can always right. make their own fate. But like at this point, I don't really know what how to how to take either one. I think Kyle Allen it might be another one of those guys that we were talking about, Mason Rudolph, that is going to be someone who might be a great backup. Like the, the thing about someone like Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater is doing great. But at the end of the day, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a marquee backup. At, yeah. At he's best. a great game manager at, at yeah, most. That's what at I'm most. With. He's a and at best, manager. the guy who can maybe go and take a talented team to nine wins. But like, is Teddy Bridgewater going to be the, your savior? If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Miami Dolphins or something like that? No, there's no way. And I, I feel the same way about Kyle Allen. Uh, but the idea of the Panthers expanding and doing something different is interesting. I could see them, t- if Kyle Allen does have a good season, going ahead and keeping Kyle Allen for another year to maybe do the Trevor Lawrence thing. Mm. Right. 
Ooh, uh, but that's interesting. I like that. You crazy? But yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely pl- thinking ahead with the quarterbacks because, like, that's me. I love college football, so I'm always thinking about what where these guys are going to end up. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that Cam might be looking for a new home, which could be really interesting because, like, you did say there are. Well, I mean, what if he was in Minnesota right now? You know, right? Yeah, and look, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater's a game manager. He's not the future of the Saints, in my opinion. Cam could come right down to the dome, and I'd be more than a willing to what? accept him as a quarterback. I would what? love Cam Newton come down to the dome working with Sean Payton. Oh, it would be it would be beautiful. Swapping teams in the same division. Oh, let's go! Put the it to the saltiness you putting in their mouth right now. They yep. would do something like and then, that. And you know he would ball out. Look, let me give you guys. Oh, a Oh, this game. man is disrespectful. Oh, gotta like be. This. My game of the week to give you guys, I'm not going to say the Chiefs-Colts, even though that is a pretty good game Sunday night football. And seeing Jacoby Brissett, how real he is, can he keep getting this Colts team to the victories? I'm going to go with Packers-Cowboys. I think this game is very telling. The Cowboys haven't been able to beat the Packers in quite some time now. Aaron Rodgers, get your offense on your mojo going. Can Dak bounce back from the game? Can Zeke bust out and running? Because as great as the Packers' defense has been, they're one of the worst when it comes to run defense. This game has a lot of intrigue. Jerry World, Packers, Cowboys. I want to see it Sunday at uh, 325. So those are the games of the week that we're giving you. Packers, Cowboys, Browns, 49ers, and uh, Jaguars, Panthers. All good games to check out on Sunday and one on Monday. Real quick, I got to talk about the Pellies before we get out of here. Look, my boy Zoe, the jumper's looking fire. I already knew when you said Pelicans that you was going to be talking about Lonzo in the damn jump shot. I already knew. Where you was going with that? I've been watching the practices, the the post game reviews after every practice. I'm in it this season. I'm I bought in. This man is all in. I'm, I'm no, ready. It's, all it's not just tips. him. I'm listening to some of it now too. And now that he's told me where to listen to it, I'm probably gonna listen to it all the time too. All I'm hearing is Nicolo Melli has not missed a shot. Nicolo Melli has not missed a shot. Look, I'm I'm telling people now, buy your Pelican oh stock my God. early. Here it is. I'm, I look, I still got to see it on the court, of course. JJ's see, only made the playoffs, man. I yeah, got to see. Told, how, he already told them motherfuckers, don't fuck this up. I remember that. I got to see how he be doing. <laughs> and let me say this: they have been closing off how Zion. They they're not letting people see their practices. They're yeah. only showing them what they want them to see. The media. They haven't been letting. Players talk to the media. David Griffin's doing a good job of controlling this and sending out one message that they're not expecting Zion to lead the team. One of two things is happening at a practice right now. And I've seen this. Uh, I, what I mean, I say I've seen this. I've seen people about tweet about say. this. I've seen people <laughs> tweet about this who, had, who saw Tim Duncan when he was a rookie. They said Popovich had to put the blinds, the blinds on and not let people get their expectations too high just because Tim Duncan was owning David Robinson in practice and showing how much of a study he is. He had to put the blinds down and not let the media in. I think one of two things are happening in, in Pell's practices right now, and I'm praying it's the first. Either Zion has been so fucking good and he, they just don't want to get the expectations too high, or Zion's been really bad and they don't want people to see it. It's either or, because it's not it's in... Either way, it's you don't want to falter his confidence. If he's been playing amazing, you don't want him to be too high. And if he hasn't been playing bad, he still can reach his potential. You don't want that to falter him like it did with Lonzo Ball. I think it's either one of those two things. And I'm excited for this Pelican season because Lonzo looks like we're finally about to get the Lonzo Ball oh, we thought we man. were. 
Like I'm, I'm like, bro, still not all in. Look, 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 let me Zoe say this. Gotta show me Double the sleeve was out. The Lakers might have fucked up. I'm glad bro, listen, they didn't listen, give us listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. this I'm gonna tell you just the way I said it to everybody last year. If they win even one chip, it was worth it. Just like the 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 Kawhi Leonard one and done in Toronto. Yeah, if the two, if the Lakers even won one chip from it, it was worth it, bro. I don't think they sure. won one. If hey, I, 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 I know, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying though. Like, even if they don't win, completely fucked up, hundred percent. If they only win, if they only they only need to win one. If they win one, it doesn't matter. Fine. It was worth no, it. Sure. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I just think Lonzo Ball, we're finally about to see the real him. He's not so. He's he's away from his father. He's his own man. I think this is gonna be a big season for him. I'm excited. Bi looked good in practice from what I saw from videos and what oh, I'm hearing. That like, man. Look, is, oh. But let me say this. I'm I'm not high on Brandon Ingram. Okay, I'm about to I'm say honest. you all in on Bi. No, I'm we, not. We gotta talk. <laughs> I'm not all in on Brandon Ingram. He I, like I'm all in on Lonzo, and that's and I haven't seen him play yet. But I just believe because what I'm seeing from him. B.I., I got to see him in action. Yeah, he's like Ben McLemore right now, boy. And still, my biggest complaint is that, yo, we don't, I, like, if, even though Lonzo changed the shot, does that mean he's about to shoot 45% from three and we're about to get sniped? No, that does not mean that. It'll be a gradual thing. Like, I know when I say this, people don't be like, oh, yeah, Lonzo's about to go 20, 20, and 20, 20, 20 10, and 10. No, this might boost Lonzo up to, like, fit, between 15 and 18 points, but that's better than him being at the 10-point level, like, and if he shoots, what, 40% from three, that's an improvement, and that's something that we can build upon for next year. I, I think mean, he really doesn't need to shoot that much. He doesn't. Right. That's I say. He doesn't even need to shoot. He's got so many weapons, he doesn't need to shoot. He but does that's my like, thing. If, you know, if he's stuck in a situation and he has to pull it, pull it. But my thing is they've been saying Zion's going to play the five in some time, between the five, four, and three. And if he, pl- I like him at the five because that allows more shooting to be on the floor because you got to have Drew on the floor. And right. Drew already said he has to. It depends on who they're playing, though. But my thing is, Drew already said he has to improve his three-point. If you play J.J., that's a shooter. Brandon Ingram is kind of a shooter. He, see, like, he says he's a three-point shooter. That's my thing. Where's shooting going to come from? That's why we need to see Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nicolo Melli. Melli ain't missing shots. So. That's what I'm saying. Nicolo Melli. Like, that's why I can see Zion playing the five and us doing some of these lineups. De- I mean, it depends on who they're playing. Like, this year, that, that small ball shit, I really feel like the small ball thing is dying. You know, for for three reasons. There's a lot of good fucking centers that keep coming into the goddamn league, and they're post up classic big men, bro. I'm telling you that that five, that that small ball shit is not working with Brandon Ingram at the Brandon Ingram at the four. Come on, Brandon you Ingram on the Brandon Ingram at the four is a liability against like see, Jabari Parker, bro. Come on, I think it's he gonna guard him real. Oh yeah, him yeah him at the four was a way better option. I was about to say. I hope you're not talking about Brandon Ingram guarding somebody because all I heard was, <laughs> ISO, I'm taking this man. <laughs> no, ISO, look, like, clear the lane. I can't wait till we do our NBA preview because I'm so excited. Like, there's so many teams I'm interested in. I think Philly might make it to the finals in the oh, East. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know Ooh. who else in the East Philly. impresses me. Philly is got to be it. <laughs> Knicks. I'm not, even, I'm not even entertaining that. People say people saying Ben Simmons can shoot now, so I gotta see it to believe it. Hey, bro, it don't even matter if he can shoot, bro. It don't matter. They still making the finals, bro. Who's stopping them? Yeah, I don't Celtics, really know nobody. The Celtics in, yeah. is the only team that I can think of, and that's up to Kemba. It, up to Kimba and Jason Tatum. That's who that's up to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're going to say the other brothers. No, 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 no. Hey, not Jalen Brown. Oh, no, God, no. Neither him was, nor Brown. I thought you going to say Hayward. And then I'm they lost four. So I don't know who's about to guard him. That's, so that's my thing. Saying. 
Hartford is on the same team as Embiid. That's the, that was the, yeah. one of the things that I'm thinking of. Like, bro, the small ball is not going to be a thing this year, bro. And then in the West, people have been underplaying this, but Paul George might not be back till November, if at the earliest. Like, yeah, how does that bro. Fuck up the Clippers? Like, we'll see, man. That's going to be interesting. I also, mean, that's still a great defensive team. I think their roster is going to be able to help them. Yeah, that's yeah, what no, I'm saying. They got oh, one of the best benches in the league still. And I still, like, after seeing D'Angelo Russell in the Warriors practice, they're going to be good. Like, the people are saying the Warriors are done. They're done. If look, as long as the Warriors get the six and above seed, and Clay Thompson comes back, yo, he's not. Watch out, back, he coming back before. I they would not. If I was him, if I was him, I wouldn't come back this year. That's just me. But the, uh, the duo they don't have thing a bench, bro. They don't have a bench, bro. The, the the Warriors don't have a bench. Like they do not. Sean Livingston retiring hurt them more than almost anything else. It hurt get, them just as much as KD leaving, bro. Honestly, Sean Livingston. I'm just saying, getting a young Willie Collie Stein. Willie Collie Stein. Willie Collie Stein. Look, he has big, I am he tired has of this goddamn potential and the upside. Fuck <laughs> this shit. When you get past your second or third year in the league, I'm, I'm, I'm done with your potential, bro. You can take that shit and put it in the back of your head. Jeremy Lamb, Ben McLemore, all these bum-ass niggas, and they fucking potential. Ben McLemore was definitely it's a just, bum. It's just potential, bro. Willie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you was in King, you was in Sacramento, and you didn't get to develop, bro. Because if you went somewhere else, it probably would have been turned out better for you. If you'd have been able to learn under like a, a veteran big man, like a Paul Millsap or something, or if you'd have been able to just like, there's just there's nothing over there, bro. There's nobody over there that's teaching them. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember yeah. hearing like that one season that Vince Carter was there, the two seasons he was there, all the players saying how much they learned from Vince. You know what I'm saying? But like, even if it's a bum ass team. Veterans not trying to teach on a losing team. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to teach. They're not trying to teach nobody. Like him being with like a, a Tyson Chandler, like Houston or something. Willie Cauley could learn some shit. He's not learning. He ain't learn nothing, bro. He ain't I think learn nothing. We all right in Golden State. We gonna see about. I that. hope. Also, I mean, Steve Kerr could probably help him out a lot more. Dallas will be great this year as well. Luca's second year and Chris Stapps Porzingis. Is the Chris Stapps supposed? Is he supposed to start the season? Yeah, he off, played. Or is he, Okay, I'm just making yeah, sure, nothing, baby. Nothing wrong with him. He healthy. He gonna be there. All he been right. working out. His steps look bigger. Oh, See, like, that's what I was gonna. Issues. You know what I was just. You know what I was just thinking about. Like, what? Wait. Oh yeah, his legal issues. KP's oh, legal bro. issues. We don't know about that. Look, I'm not. Look, I don't know if KP. Look, that shit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, get this dude out of here. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say something about this when you were talking about your uh, the closed the closed practices for the Pelicans. I wonder if. Because there's always been this thing with the media about, like, uh, Zion's playing weight. I wonder if he lost weight. He did. And they I, don't want everybody to see how fast he's moving that's now that he's lost weight. I really think that it's one of the Tim Duncan things, that he lost weight and this motherfucker is moving faster than he, he usually does. And motherfucker's going to be scared. You can look at his picture on the Jordan brand thing. And I know people say they photoshopped that, but even when he was doing the video with him dunking in the air, he did not look that small. And he, he looked bigger in Summer League. I can, I can say that. Right. Like, in Summer League, he did not look good. And in those pictures of him dunking, he was looking good. In every, and look, I think I'm with you, B, on that. I think they closed the practice off because it's that Tim Duncan thing that, like, yo, we don't want to put these expectations on him, but Zion's looking really good. And if, if the media saw, they would be like, They'd oh, be Pel Pelican's playoff. Yeah, right. yeah. 100%. And I think that's what it is. I'm excited for the Pelicans. I'm excited to talk NBA. We'll talk more as the season gets closer, but we're almost there. We'll bring Justin on to do our NBA preview. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. JB coming back on the pod. Yeah, tight boy JB. Tight shirt JB. Coach in the making. Nah, that's my boy. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, he Justin has been in Florida working with the up and comers, bro. Yeah, Justin, I've been seeing him, bro. He's been working, bro. Justin out here, bro. Shout out to Justin. But uh, yo, y'all tell the people where they can find you out on social media. That's the end of this episode. Light, light, light work this week. Hey, All right. It was, a, it was a good one. Yeah, uh, well, sure. you you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, HUber14, and be sure to listen to the Bros Who Binge. Of course, this is Joker Week, so Ooh, we're gonna talk about week. the Joker and we're gonna talk about Titans because it's been great and excited uh, about this week's episode. Nostra Shugmas and the Black Swami. Jason Todd is dying this week, and we will see it. <laughs> We're calling it. Let's fucking go, baby. Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you on social media. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at, and that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. You can find me at LynnPWT on Twitter. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Anime Talk. Like Shub said, check out Bros Who Binge. Be sure to check out the primetime preview for the Utah State game. As well as get your tickets now to AVC Anime Fest, October 19th. Look, get your tickets at Ticketmaster, AVCAnimeFest.com, uh, or at the Cajun Dome Convention Center box office. I talked to the guy running AVC Anime Fest today. He's really excited. I told him my plans. This panel is going to be fucking dope, you guys. Like, I am pumped. Like, oh, man, he okayed all my questions, and it's like, yo, this is going to be a fire, fire show. I'm really excited to show the people what we got planned because we put a lot into this, man. I think it's going to be a good job. So come out October 19th. Get your tickets today, Ticketmaster, uh, abcanimefest.com, or at the Cajun Dome Convention Center box office. We're going to be going from 12 to 1. But, yeah, that's all I got for this week. For Blizzy, for Brooklyn, for Shuby, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great, great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and we will talk to you guys again next Thursday. Until then, peace. She's a city girl, yeah. She loves her lies. No, she's not for everybody. One of a kind. That liquor put her in the mood. That city taught her what to do. She want what I got for her. She want that brand new Rover. She know about it cause her friends told her. Cause I had them all before her. But when I walked up in the room, she caught that look by what she do. And I like this feeling, yeah. I like this feeling, yeah. You giving me. See?
bring the party. All these other niggas not me. Girl, I'm coming to your city. Run it up, you run away with me. Girl, you wanna come and get it? I know you don't want no broke niggas. Go get us. I want you. Go figure. Nobody do it like the.